Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is 9 o'clock on the nose on Sunday. Gotta forget what day it is. Sunday, September 11th. How can I forget? You never forget this day, September 11th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And this is Season 3, Episode 11 of the Global Outrage of an Educated Man. And we're going to get right into it because it's been a while. So go grab yourself some coffee. And in the meantime, enjoy the church bells in the uh, background from beautiful Northeast Minneapolis. Isn't that glorious? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it rich? Well, I'm going without my uh, coffee right now. Um, that's going to come a little later, but not during the podcast. I just wanted to get this out and regurgitate it and vomit it out of my subconscious as quickly as possible. Well, all right. First up, we're going to start with the really bad news here. Um, and that is with my mom. And her health has deteriorated at such a rapid pace in the past six months. Um, it's now looking like she's going to be on hospice care uh, from her, for the remainder. Um, Alan has got a, a hospice caregivers coming to the house daily because my mom is unable to really much move around anymore. Um, so he's got them coming daily, and then if need be, if you know, if, if he really, really can't deal anymore and it's too much, then she can go to a place for five days. Um, yeah, I could maybe get more information tonight in a Zoom call, but uh, yeah, I think I, I, I would be surprised if she makes it to Christmas. Um, and at this point in time, the best thing for and for all involved, I think, is for just for her to let it go and let it be. To slip off into the ether. Because um, there's just no quality of life there anymore. And I just can't imagine how difficult it is for Alan to see it daily, but we just wish her to, to go in peace. All right, so we got the bad news out of the way. So that's the hospice care update for my mom. And now we've got a new addition to the family. His name is Simon. And he is a... Uh... Yeah, Simon. Why did we pick Simon? He first came... He's a ref rescue, of course. And he's probably maybe a year and a half old. Um, his original name was Danny Duke. And there's only one Dan in our friends group of friends so and danny duke i don't know it's too close to david duke so maybe he's a white supremacist in a former life this dog i don't know but he sees really friendly um so his name is simon we changed his name to simon and he's a he looks like kangarooish color he's maybe 20 pounds a little bit over 20 pounds um and he's a chihuahua mix chihuahua mutt mix um the lovely beautiful wife chose the name simon and because uh, he's got really big ears and simon is hebrew for he who hears and also now his nickname is simon lebone 
for her love of Duran Duran. Yeah, so we got him just over two months. It was just over about two months since Kanan's passing. We felt we needed to, to replace him to fill the void, fill the gap, to get another watchdog. And so he's adapting, he's learning, but uh, he's kind of more puppyish than adult dog, but he's learning. But he's really nice and good with the other two dogs, the other two ladies, which was critical. And he's got heartworms, though, but the rescue is taking care of that, so we've got to keep him on a not very active uh, regimen here until the springtime, until he gets through with the heartworm regimen. Then he'll be able to run wild, and he's got his brief spurts of energy, and he's raring to go. So yeah, there's some good news there, and it uh, gets us out and active and moving around about, because I need that. Um, because, yeah, I'm still uh, nicotine-free, to let everybody know, but there's no myth in the fact that uh, when you quit smoking or the nicotine, magic weight just appears. <laughs> so I, I my COVID-19 has been multiplied, so I think I'm, I'm weighing in at the heaviest I've ever been, but still nicotine-free, needing to uh, get that weight off, but uh, Simon will be a good addition because he'll get us moving and walking and that more so than ever um but uh yeah and i need to get back in shape but uh knock on wood no more nicotine since july 4th and uh, we're gonna keep it that way um but yeah so if you see me and you don't really recognize me it's because my belly has been transformed into a dad bod more so than ever um we're working on it though we're working on it all right, and it's also, uh, you know, so that's what's going on. I just recently uh, finished a book called uh, Wonders in the Sky by Jacques Vallée and Chris Abeck, uh, dealing with uh, UFO sightings throughout history up from before Common Era up until 1888 is when they stopped, and then... Because after that, then the modern UFO world took over. But throughout history, these things have been sighted. Something in the sky, you know, over historical events, over earthquakes. And so it's just, it's fascinating for me. It's a great topic. It's a good read. Anything by Jacques Vallée, I re highly recommend. Um, you know, then they delve into the men in black. That's another creepy topic. I mean, are they aliens that are trying to keep it secret? Are they governments? Are they time travelers? And that's what, you know, with the UFOs, what are they? Are they angels or demons? Or are they the jinn from the Middle East? Um, are they, I believe in the book of Ephesians, talks about the battle against principalities in the air. Are they those? They might be. I mean, that's... Who knows? So, yeah, let's finish that. I'm currently, and then it's, you know, that time of the year where, the, you know, you can smell the pumpkin spice in the air. And so Halloween is approaching. And that means creepy stories and creepy times. And so I'm in the mood with a book I've never read by Peter Straub. Never read any by Peter Straub. I know he collaborated with Stephen King on a couple of books. But I picked up The Ghost Story which uh, Stephen King has called the greatest 
ghost story novel of all time. So I figure I, you know, what better time than now? And it's really good so far. And it's based on four aging men in the terror-stricken town of Milburn, New York. And an act inadvertently carried out in their youth has come back to haunt them. So now they're about to learn what happens to those who believe they can bury the past and get away with murder. So yeah, it's highly recommended so far. It's it's really good. So that's creepy and scary. And I'm reading a, a book of nonfiction that is also creepy and scary. Picked up a couple of weeks ago. It was called The End of the World is Just the Beginning, Mapping the Collapse of Globalization by Peter Zihon. And I heard of this book when I was listening to a podcast, Mysterious Universe podcast, and they discussed this. And I had to check it out because it is, it is where we're heading, I think. I think this guy might be spot on. I mean, I'm no economist. I'm no political strategist, strategist, can't even say it. I don't work for the CIA, um, but I'm just going to read you the preface uh, on the, the book, on the hardcover here, on the book jacket. 2019 was the last great year for the world economy. For generations, everything has been getting faster, better, and cheaper. Finally, we reached the point when almost anything we could ever want could be sent to our home within days, even hours, of when we decide we wanted it. America made that happen, but now America has lost interest in keeping it going. Globe-spanning supply chains are possible only with the production of the U.S. Navy, protection of the U.S. Navy. The American dollar underpins internationalized energy and financial markets. Complex, innovative industries were created to satisfy American consumers. American security policy forced warring nations to lay down their arms. Billions of people have been fed and educated as the American-led trade system spread across the globe. All of this was artificial. All of this was temporary. All this has ended. In the end of the world is just the beginning. Author and geopolitical strategist Peter Zihan maps out the next world, a world in which countries or regions will have no choice but to make their own goods, grow their own food, secure their own energy, fight their own battles, and do it all with populations that are both shrinking and aging. The list of countries that make it all work is smaller than you think, which means everything about our interconnected world, from how we manufacture products, to how we grow food, to how we keep the lights on, to how we shuttle stuff about, to how we pay for it all, is about to change. A world ending, a world beginning. Zihan brings readers along for an illuminating and a bit terrifying ride packed with foresight, wit, and his trademark irreverence. Yeah, so COVID-19 just sped up the process. We've all seen what happens when supply chains break down. You know, if it takes 30,000 parts to make a car and you can't get the one part to complete it that comes from a certain region, then you don't have a car. And we're seeing it slowly break down. Um, so get ready. It's the end of more. We're not uh, going to just have anything at our fingertips whenever we want it anymore. It's just not going to happen. So... Yeah, check it out. His last name is spelled Z-E-I-H-A-N. Fascinating so far. And finally, it leaves me to the the book that just came out a couple of weeks ago, Heat 2. Not a very clever sequel, but... Or title. But it is also the sequel and prequel to the film Heat, a novel written by uh, Michael Mann and another 
young person. No, it's co-author, but Michael Mann is the you know the impetus. And which reads also was Heat was the first movie that I ever saw by myself in a theater up in uh, Duluth when I went up there for a couple of a couple of quarters in the uh, fall and winter of '95. Yeah, 95, 96. So, looking forward to reading that. Um, and, and anybody check out the good movies, do it. Check out the movie The Green Knight. Fascinating, fascinating uh, King Arthur, Carthur, Arthurian-like quest movie. And uh, trust your gut instinct and get rid of the rational mind is the, the, the premise. Um... And finally got into Let It Be, the, the Beatles documentary by put together by Peter Jackson. First episode kind of started slow, but picked up afterwards. And so, you know, now we're at the point where George had left the band. And so we got to see what happens. <laughs> it's, it's, but that's really well done. It's fascinating to see the genius at work. Them putting together Get Back and Let It Be and, you know, Golden Slumbers. And it just, it's... It's priceless. So with that, I leave you with the rest of your weekend, the rest of your Sunday. I'm going to finally get my cup of coffee, do a little reading, and then go do some yard work. So cheers to you all. Um, may I see you all with smiles on your face the next time we meet again. Love you guys. Spread the outrage. Spread the truth. Mm-hmm.